everyone and welcome to another edition of Meet the Creator. This is going to be a picture book interview. So I'm very lucky to be interviewing James Catchpole today about his latest in a series of picture books. It's the second one and this one's called You're So Amazing. So good afternoon, James. Nice to meet you. Hello, Beth. Nice to see you too. Would you be happy to do us a, a bit of a reading from the book? That would be absolutely wonderful. Yeah, sure. Excellent. So this is Joe. Joe's already been in one book. Joe was in a book called What Happened to You? About people asking him intrusive questions. He's returning in the second book, which is actually instigated by my wife, Lucy, who's a, a wheelchair user. I was having that second book wobble, wondering how to follow it. And she certainly knew how. So here's how it goes. You're So Amazing by James and Lucy Catchpole, illustrated by the brilliant Karen George. Joe knew some amazing games, so did his friend Simone. And their favourite game was... Dr. Crookchops versus Senor Sharkface Pirate Grudge Fight. Surrender never! Amazing, said a kid. I think she means you, said Simone. Yep, said Joe. And that was that. Goodbye, game. Adios, Senor Sharkface. Joe was amazing. He knew he was amazing because everyone kept telling him he was amazing. He was amazing when he slid down the slide with Casper and Ibrahim. Wow, amazing. He was amazing when he hung on the monkey bars with Yuto and Mani and her sister Viola. Hang in there, kid. Amazing. Joe was even amazing. And he was just doing ordinary things like queuing for an ice cream. You go, buddy! Or eating ice cream. So brave. Or just scratching his bottom. That kid is inspiring. People need to relax, said Simone. I know, said Joe. Joe thought Simone was pretty amazing. Simone ran fast and jumped high. Wow, said Joe. Wow, said another kid. You're amazing. But he said it to Joe. Simone was cross. But that was a good jump. You were just doing ordinary moving. I know, said Joe. So Joe made a new game. I will make myself invisible and do some hiding and everyone will say you are amazing. Simone did her biggest jumps. Everyone did their biggest jumps. Joe just hid invisibly. Poor kid, said her dad. Do you wish you could run around like the others? I'm being invisible, said Joe. Sure you are, said the dad, but I bet you can run and jump just like them. So then Joe had to run and jump, because being amazing Joe was better than being poor Joe. Amazing, said the dad. This kid is so amazing. Sometimes being Joe felt like being in the Joe show. Joe didn't want to be in the Joe show. So he found a game he could play on his own, without anyone watching. When Yuto's big brother Yui came past and said, Want to take some shots? Joe wasn't sure, but he nodded. Joe's first shot wasn't great, but Yui didn't shout amazing. He just rolled the ball back to Joe. 
So Joe took another shot. Joe took a lot of shots. He three of them actually went in the goal. And that's how it was with people Joe knew, like Yui and Yuto and Mani and Viola and Simone and Casper and Ibrahim. Pirate football grudge fight! With them, Joe wasn't amazing Joe. He wasn't poor Joe. He was just Joe. Perfect. What a treat. Always a treat to be read to by an author reading their books. So. As you said earlier, this was written uh, with your wife, with Lucy. Was that an easy process, working with somebody you're so close to? Were there artistic differences, or did you <laughs> get on very well with it? You're close in every way, because uh, <laughs> here I am in the kitchen, and there she is, uh, you know, two doors away, and um, Lucy's spends most of her time in, in, in bed, so we're always here in the same house, <laughs> so we're pretty much on top of each other. But actually, it, it was easy because this theme, which is another variation on the theme of how people respond to disability, like yeah. in the first book, is something that we talked about since our very first date, when we first yeah. met. We were match made by a, a cousin of mine. Um, ostensibly because she thought we'd just get on but actually of course we had things in common she being well she wasn't a wheelchair user then she was a, a walking stick user um but we had so much to talk about in terms of the very very different ways that people people responded to us in specifically in this sort of way actually to do with the two-sided coin of inspiration on the one hand and pity on the other the narratives that people bring so this book really is just a, a sort of culmination of working out of that conversation that we've been having for 19 years or however long um, so it, it was all there ready to come out. It was just the job of finding out how to put it into picture book form mm -hmm. uh, for Joe. I, I would imagine, um, having spoken to other creators, they've said actually picture books in some ways are quite tricky because of the scarcity of the text. Mm -hmm. You've got to get your ideas across in a very small amount of text, haven't you? Um, and obviously the pictures do a lot of the work and you've already mentioned the fantastic illustrations by um, Karen George. Were you as thrilled with them as I think you probably were? Because I think they are just delightful illustrations. Aren't they brilliant? Aren't they brilliant? It's sort of, it feels like a bit of a miracle really um, how the whole thing came about because Karen sent a, a story about a one-legged teddy bear. And she had no idea when she got the email ready that I even had that I was even an agent, a literary agent, which is what I am really, uh, with one leg. And she got the email ready, then Googled me, found out I had one leg. She was about to send the story to the only one-legged agent around. I thought, oh, what am I doing? This is going to be a disaster. Um, and then sent me an email saying, this isn't meant to be about you. And I said, I know it's not. And it's probably not even meant to be about disability. And yet it kind of is. Mm. And we worked through it. And we, you know, I said, I could maybe I could write this story instead for you and we worked on a story about a bear about a one-legged teddy bear for a couple of years and it took a long time to turn into joe but because we'd worked directly together even without a publisher involved for four years up to publication she really yeah you know, she came here and sat at our kitchen table and she really put everything into capturing the body language of a five-year-old through hip amputee, which is amazing because I never had the chance to introduce her to one. She just took my body language and managed to put it onto a five-year-old version of me, which is uh, a remarkable thing to be able to do. 
Well, yes. I mean, the, the, the illustrations are just full of life and fun, aren't they? I, I absolutely love them. Um, I read the book at the weekend to my granddaughter. My granddaughter's coming up three um, and she absolutely loved it. I've got to say the bit she loved best was Joe scratching his bum. But, you we, know, we, we know our crowd, Bev. Exactly we, we right. Know you know, when we're not we're not ashamed to uh See, there was a bum gag in the first book too, and you know, I, <laughs> well, that, a few, you're on to a winner, aren't you? The first one, you're on to a winner, and I, and I've, you know, I've read it a, a few times at, at schools. The first one now, and you know, I, 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 I humbly acknowledge the power of a bum gag. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and of course, you've got two beautiful, beautiful daughters who are name checked in this book, and um, I've got to say, I loved the World Book Day costume. Oh my gosh. That was just so cute with the crown. Oh, yes, absolutely <laughs> lovely. Viola looked beautiful. I have had a quick look at the Instagram, so there you go. Um, <laughs> what do they both think of the books? And um, do they like the books? Have they enjoyed them? Uh, yeah, they, they love it. It's sort of, they, I think it allows them to believe that their father has some sort of measure of celebrity, which is which is sweet. <laughs> they, they they love it not just because they're in the books, and once you put one in, you have to put the second one in when it comes along obviously otherwise you know yeah can you imagine um it's not just that they several of the children in these books are children from my daughter's school and in fact the questions in the first book that they asked such as did it fall off did it fall in the toilet was it a line was it a thousand lines these are all things that children have asked uh, basically a few years ago i started saying to children Rather than telling foolish stories myself, which is what I was always done to brush it off with the children, it was a shark. I'd start to say to them, what do you think it was? What do you think happened? And then writing down their answers or just remembering them. And the first book grew out of that. So mainly my eldest knows the children who've, who asked these questions in many cases. And that's, that's kind of special. It's come directly out of this particular school. You know? That's lovely. I bet she's, she quite basked in the, in the celebrity of that. Yeah, I would say my dad's put you in a book must be a pretty good thing to be able to say, I would think, in primary it's school. It's a nice thing to be able to do. And she she moved school recently and I was able to do a school visit straight away and, you know, but go from being, oh, that father's got one leg, that's a bit strange, as I walked in school with her the first few days, to immediately being, oh, that that's the one who did the visit where he read the book out and... You know, every, suddenly everyone's interested in, in a different way. I don't have to be that amazing dad who read a book, but it's better than being that weird dad who's got one leg. And so it's yeah. good to be able to yeah. change that for her sake, you know? Yeah, swapping, swapping it around so you've got a different narrative there. Yeah, 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 definitely. So, okay, what are you writing next? I mean, are we going to see Joe again? That's a good question. We've been thinking about it for a while. Like We've yet to come up with another picture book idea for Joe. I should give a definite plug um, for Lucy here because she had an idea of her own which Faber snapped up and that'll be coming out next year. That's another picture book. Joe is not in it. It's not a Joe book. Mm -hmm. It's a book called Mama Car and it's about the simple joy of having a mother who is on wheels. Having a mother on wheels is only a bonus if you're a small child. It's just like having your mum's lap there with you all the time and sometimes you can even push her. There's, you know, or any of that awful stigma that's attached to wheelchairs is just meaningless for a two, three, four-year-old. So there's a, a nice celebration of that coming. And beyond that, what else could Joe do? I'm tempted. I'm tempted to tell 
an older story about Joe, but I, that's maybe a long-term project. I can yeah. see what I could do with him, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to sit down and write 30,000 words. <laughs> too, many, too many of my clients do that. I know what it takes out of them. Yeah, yeah. It's not an easy thing to do, is it? No, it's not. So the cards, tell us about the cards that I've seen on your website and what is the purpose of them? Yeah, thank you for asking. So this is Lucy's idea, really. As a visibly disabled person, you get asked, oh, so what happened to you then? All the time. All the time. So, I mean, not, not every time you're out of the house. Some people do get asked it every time they're out of the house. It depends on the nature of your disability and where you go and what sort of circles you mix in. But it's a very normal thing to be asked that question. And that question is actually intensely personal because think what the answer could be. It could be, yeah. oh, I had bone cancer. I was in a car accident. Other people died. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's actually a very, it's not a question you want to ask of a stranger on the street. If you think about mm -hmm. it, if you stop and think for a second. But people get asked it all the time. The first book is an attempt to try and point out that this may not be the best way to go. But as a disabled person, as an adult, if you're explaining that, if you're saying, do you know, that's quite a personal question, then you're only one voice. People can always say, oh, you're a bit touchy, are you? Okay, mm. well, no, no, I mean, if you don't want to, that's fine. But actually, there's a broad consensus among disabled people. Not a complete consensus, because there could never be, but there's a broad consensus that this is a personal question, and it's mm. not appropriate just to go asking it as strangers, of course it's not. Now, what Lucy's done is gathered together thoughts from a whole bunch of different disabled people with all different disabilities from different countries, Whack them all on one website together, together called what happened to you.co.uk. So you've got a chorus of people explaining this idea. And now what I've got is a little business card. I wish I had it with me. A little business card in my pocket that if I need to, I can give out to someone to say, everything you need to know about what happened to me is on this card. And it just has a QR code that links to the website. Which I think was an absolutely brilliant idea. We've come from a place of, you know, a long time ago, freak shows and staring. Yeah, And then we moved into a place of sort of groovy liberalism where it's like it's much better to ask questions and show that you can engage yeah. than to stare. Mm. But the cultural consensus, especially in America, is just ask. It's always best to ask. And it's it's uh, completely wrongheaded. So we're moving back towards some sort of I mean, you know, the, the, the all, all the it's just like when children uh, learn not to walk up to some man with no hair and say, why are you bald? Children yeah. eventually learn not to do that, right? Yeah. But they, they don't get taught not to do that, uh, generally speaking, uh, with disability. Or sometimes, put it this way, sometimes they're taught the opposite. Sometimes they're taught, literally taught to go over and ask. What I did think was absolutely fantastic is the page in the back of the book that is addressed to parents and yeah, that talks about you. what the book is talking about and about how you discuss disability with your children. And I thought that was fantastic because it's very needed yeah so so one of the responses of parents in the, in the playground because obviously i go to playgrounds again these days mm. <laughs> i'm having children so one of the responses from parents is they just come up to me and go what do i do so this is after their children has gone that man's got one leg they can't go, what do i do which is kind of sweet so i thought i'd try and you know put down what i thought that maybe the the best thing to do would be which isn't shouldn't be particularly difficult or uncomfortable it should i would hope re remove some of that difficulty and mm. discomfort from the situation because the overall message of both books is that disability needs to be allowed to be normal and that means uh a normal level of privacy normal expectation of privacy and also just a 
a normal sort of narrative of, of who you are. You don't need to be amazing yeah. or pitiable. You can just be you mm. if you're allowed to be normal. Definitely. Do you visit schools to talk about your books? Because that's what our members will obviously want to know. Yeah, I started last summer. You know, I, I did a few on, on Zoom during the pandemic, which is, you know, has its limitations, doesn't it? And then last summer yeah. I had this this first idyllic school visit to a school in, oh, is it Buckinghamshire? Anyway, underneath an oak tree in June. Not every school visit can be underneath an oak tree in June. And then we had little sort of <laughs> sessions for the years threes and fours and five and sixes in the willow dome i mean I, I, oh wow just a state primary as well i don't know mm. goodness me now they'll never see the like again i i have started doing school visits and i do quite enjoy it secretly i probably need to be careful how many i do because my day job is being an agent for other people but um yeah i do i do quite enjoy it and the second book gives the opportunity for a narrative around uh one legged football which is always kind of interesting for kids as well. So if any of our members were interested in a visit, how can they contact you? How do they get in touch? Um, they could go to the agency website and look up my right. email address there. And obviously not, not the one to submit writing, but just the direct email address. And if they want to email through there, then they'd be very Fabulous. welcome to you. And I'll, um, I'll try my best to resist their entreaties. But probably fail. <laughs> but not maybe not too hard, eh? You might not try too hard. <laughs> no, I do, I do enjoy them. Do you know what, James? It has been wonderful talking to you. I've really enjoyed talking to you. And um Cassie, my granddaughter, would say thank you very much for the bum joke because Thanks. she thought that was absolutely amazing. Um You're and welcome. we will look forward to see um Lucy's book next year. Looking forward to see that. Perhaps we'll have a chat with Lucy when that comes out. Yeah, um, and I hope you do write more about Joe because I think Joe's quite delightful. Thank you, Bev. Pleasure talking. Thank you very much for talking to us. Okay.